keeping a home, opening a successful business. People, are you ready? Meet your personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee. Get ready for Leave on the Loose, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. You're a player. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Woogie, woogie, woogie. It's electric. Do you have your power back on? This is Lauren and Andrew Lieb on the podcast. We have the Liebcast going on, the podcast, the Liebcast. We are rocking and rolling, people, because I have power. Do you? Did you hear this hurricane just knocked everyone out? We have hurricane, I can't even say it, Lauren. Isah, Iaz. How do you, how do you even say this? Make it just like Joe. Hurricane I. Well, I have a good news for you. You don't have to know this nonsense. Governor Cuomo solved the problem. Do you know that? Okay, what did he do? You can now eat ice cream that's alcoholic. See, there we go. Regulations in place to make life a better place to live. Alcohol ice cream. And I have a crisis, and I want you to realize, because people are saying on the news, you listen to these people, these pundits, as they call them, Lauren, and they fight. What type of nonsense? We have a pandemic, we have a hurricane, and they're passing bills about ice cream. (laughs) <laughs> and they're fighting about this. Terrific. Yeah, but that's what they say. I'm going to tell you what the Liebcast says. We have a different issue, a completely different issue, because I read the fine print. You see, we're about current events affecting real estate and business from a legal lens. You see, we know what we're doing. I read the law. Here's the big issue. No one's bringing this up. The ice cream's alcohol content is capped at 5%. Just to give you some reference, a beer is between 4 and 7% alcohol by volume, and your average beer... How many beers does it take you to get a little tipsy, as you call it? Well, is this per scoop? No, no. The alcohol content, like when you're having alcohol by volume. So if you were going to drink a beer and you were going to try and get drunk or you're going to get tipsy or you're going to have a little buzz or you're going to have some fun, I would need at least a six-pack closer to the 12-pack to make life happen. That's a little scary. No, no. I like a little drink. And so the question is, if you had one beer, is that doing anything for you? I'm really not a big beer drinker, but if I were to drink beer, probably two or three. Okay. So that would mean you'd have to have three servings of ice cream before this even affected you. I just, I want you to think about (laughs) how much cream you have to have to get intoxicated. Like Governor Cuomo, I have the real issue with you. I think these other idiots said the pundits, they're like, what are you doing? What are you not doing? You shouldn't do it now. You should do it now. No, no, they're all wrong. We need the alcohol content to be like vodka in there. We need it to be more like Everclear in there so I could have one ice cream and have effect. Do you know how many people are going to be throwing up ice cream if they try and get drunk? Think about how much cream you're going to have to have. Like imagine I said to you, Lauren, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, well, I heard they have alcohol now in your drinks. That's, uh, I mean, alcohol in your ice cream. And I'll like, bring over, bring over some, what is it? Haagen-Dazs is going to do this? Bring over some. I don't know. Whoever brings it. Her and I are going to have to eat an entire container of ice cream each to get drunk. I don't think that's meant for that, Andrew. I think it's meant for like one little snippet. Like it's not you're going to eat a pint of ice cream in one sitting. There'd be a huge obesity issue too. So wouldn't it just be easier to get myself some Ben and Jerry's of the traditional type and have a shot of vodka? It would be. I just <laughs> but it's not a novelty thing. People like, like novelty. They do. But I think this alcohol cap, I want to tell you, you, you said on one of our shows um, before that everyone gets upset 
his laws have to be arbitrary. And that's true. And we talked about why is the speed limit 55 and not 57 or 57.5? And there's arbitrary lines. And I get that. And I'm not contesting that. But 5%, man, like be in the 30s at least. Like 5% is so like- Baby steps. We don't know maybe the next iteration of the law can change. I feel like I feel like I had such an emotional roller coaster, and a lot of you are probably having one because you're thinking to yourself, the school thing that we talked about last week. And today, I think this is going to be our fourth episode today, we have this doctor of education and lawyer, Pat Blake, who's going to be joining us. And she's going to tell you the answer to my question, the question I keep asking. If you have a pod with a group of friends and you create a teacher, you hire a teacher because you want to stay home with this pod. Can you do that? And she's an education expert. She actually represents some private schools. She's going to tell us the answer to this. I got that going on, Lauren. I got some more stuff going on. This is going to be a very good show today. We also have going on right now the foreclosure thing we promised you last week. You know how I told you we were going to get to the foreclosure tsunami? We're going to talk about that, and we're going to go into the defenses and what you should know. But as I start off the show, Hurricane whatever Ishmael, I can't even. Yeah, he's all. I like. I, I just can't do this. This uh, hur- Hurricane I. Hurricane I was a tropical storm when it hit the New York area, and I don't know about you, but it's like driving through a minefield out there. I see trees covering the road, but that's not the ones that scare me. The ones that are leaning over the road that are hold, held up by power lines. I am like, I woke up in the middle of last night at three in the morning, like having a panic attack that one like fell on my head. It's So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to give you some rules about that right now. Let's start off with about trees, because I think that this is like a big issue. Like who's responsible when the freaking tree falls? Well, if a tree fell from your neighbor's house onto your house, are you responsible or is the neighbor who had the tree trunk in the ground on their house? Wow. So you want to know, like we live on a border and Mm -hmm. we're in one house and there's another house next to us and the tree falls from the neighbor's house. So it's their freaking tree. Is that what I'm understanding? Their tree fell onto our house. Onto our house, our fence, our shed, our otherwise destroyed. Bang! Each party is responsible for the tree where it lands on their property is the default rule. So the fact that it came onto our house, we better be making an insurance claim to save our house. It's our own responsibility. We can't go to the neighbor and blame them. But the part that remains on their house, they have to remove. That's the default rule. And when I say make an insurance claim, you have a big issue there. Here's where the big issue is with your homeowner's association. Not your homeowner's association, your homeowner's insurance. You have two competing obligations. One is to give them, the insurance company, an ability to go inspect and take pictures and preserve evidence. And there's a notice provision in your insurance policy. You better pull that out and you better contact them and you better let them know. That's one. But you have a competing obligation to mitigate damage What does mitigate damage mean? It means to prevent further damage. And as you said, it went crashing through our house like it's in the living room. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Isn't the rain when the rain comes going to make a whole bigger mess? So don't we have to start securing that right now? So what you need to do is you need to take pictures right now, immediately. You need to contact your insurance company right now, immediately. And then you better put a tarp on that right now immediately. And then you should start trying to get it fixed. But I have an exception to this rule, Lauren. I gave you the major default rule. The default rule is wherever it lands, that's the problem. Ready? Okay. It gets more interesting. If the tree was unhealthy, unsound, in decaying condition before it fell, my neighbor's responsible for everything. 
How do you prove that? That's such an interesting question. How do you prove if it was in, well, here's what they say. The neighbor had no prior duty to consistently and constantly check on non-visible decay. It's only when the decay was readily observable. So when we have a situation where I've been saying to the neighbor, you you freaking tree is dead, guy. Can you take down your tree? It keeps falling. The branches keep falling. And we've been having a discourse over and over again. And I told him. And now it falls on my, my house. Then he's responsible. So the fact that it was decaying and I could have a horticulture, an arborist come and go, this tree has been dead for years. That's irrelevant. It had to be so readily apparent that that's the only way you're going to do it. But it gets even more interesting. I want to make it more interesting for you. Because as between the neighbors, as you started off, you have wherever it falls, you're responsible. In fact, what's interesting is if forgetting the storm, if you had overhanging branches, you're allowed to kill, cut the overhanging branches. But did you know that if I cut the overhanging branches and I kill the tree, the neighbor, if you kill someone else's tree, they can sue you for three times the stumpage value of the property. And you go, what, what is stumpage? I don't, okay, I don't just speak so I, that. I'm trying to understand this. My neighbor has a tree on their property. The branches are coming out onto my property. I want to trim them because it's in my face. It's in my face. I don't want to see it. It's out my window. I want acorns keep hitting you in the eye yeah, when you're having it's a hamburger. Not working for no me. good. Okay, so I trim them, mm-hmm. and I can. I'm I'm legally allowed to do that because it's on my property. Correct. You can trim anything on your property except to the extent that if you were to kill the tree, if you're going to cut it, you're going to remove it, you're going to destroy it. The the tree is dead. There's a law called the RPAPL, you don't need to know it, in New York. And what it says is that the neighbor can sue you for three times the value of the stumpage. And what's interesting is what does stumpage mean? It's the current fair market value of a tree as it stands prior to the time of sale. So if you found an exact same tree, that's how much it is. And this is the key. You ever go to a tree farm? I like tree farms. You know that. And I, there's one in Manorville right off the exit. I really love these things. I want to live in these things. It's like how to oh, be- on 111 when you're getting off the highway. It's so cool. gorgeous trees. I kind of want to just put them in my yard. So what I like about it is that you can live in the middle of it and no one can see you. But here's the thing. They don't have any trees the size of the trees in my yard. No, they're like- Three foot, six foot, little itty bitty trees, little itty bitty trees. So the fact is that that valuation isn't what we're talking about. We're talking about a mature grown tree and three times that number. And that becomes crazy numbers when you think about it. So before you cut down anything, even though I told you you could cut down the branches, better have an agreement with that neighbor and let them know that you're dealing with the ones on the border. Otherwise, you're going to find out the hard way about this. And I want to wrap up this conversation with something else, Lauren, before we get booted for the commercial. You better be careful about those trees that are on the curb, that are on the on the highway or on, on the sidewalk, you know, right on the budding, the community where yeah. or the town, the village, the city. Some communities make it your responsibility and some make it the communities. You got to go on this thing called e-codes and you can find out your local code for your city, village, town. And if it's your responsibility and you don't clean that up and someone gets injured, you're about to get sued. So, you know, this hurricane happened, but I'm going to remind you, if you have three shots of vodka and then have Governor Cuomo's new ice cream, you'll be good. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. 